Alright everybody, welcome to episode 27 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkronaut, and today is November 9th, 2015. And today I am here with two new guests, but I didn't do an interview with them because I am irresponsible. Timothy Cathers, <laughs> hello. Hello, how are you doing? I am doing well, and I'm also here with Jeremy. Hi Jeremy. Hey guys. Um... So today, we are talking about Blizzard's new game that is still in beta, but we all... Closed beta, I might add. What's up? Closed beta. Closed beta, yes. We all got early access to it, the game Overwatch. Um, Kyle Copeland. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle, for, uh, <laughs> for the beta invite. Um, so for, uh, for those of you who don't know, Overwatch is... Uh, it's an FPS game, right? First-person shooter. Um, and each, instead of having classes like Team Fortress 2, so the graphics and kind of the overall objective scheme is very similar to Team Fortress 2. Um, but instead of having classes like your typical sniper, scout, soldier, uh, you're given heroes with abilities and ultimates and cooldowns. And so that's like kind of the major difference, and it kind of dictates uh, the game a little differently. Um, so yeah, so that's Overwatch. And uh, yeah, we're just going to dive right into it. So uh, Jeremy, what do you think of Overwatch so far? Uh, I would say overall, very, very fun game. Um, we'll have a little bit bigger debate later on, I'm assuming in this podcast, about how I would rank it and where I value it. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, overall, I think it's a pretty fun game. It's definitely, as of right now, very beginner-friendly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because people are still new to the game, so they haven't really quite figured things out. Namely, like, people are still figuring out strategies, best team composition, or you play some teams that have no team composition and you just wreck havoc on them. Mm-hmm. Or you get something stupid where people play all the wrong classes that doesn't counter anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, again... Either works in your favor or works against your favor. So it's, I think, overall, very, very fun game. I would definitely recommend it to people to try it out at least one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, what do you think, Tim? Um, I agree. It's definitely what Jeremy said is it's noob-friendly. Um, you know, uh, what's really cool about it is that it gives you tips. Uh, like, when you die, if you die to a character maybe too many times, mm-hmm. it'll tell you, like, Here's how you can avoid doing that. And uh, in your character selection at the beginning of each match, um, it'll suggest like maybe you don't have enough damage on your team or you need a tank or maybe you need a healer or a support player. Um, so as far as like uh, team compositions go, you know, you're not going to find people screwing around that much because uh, the game really helps you out and it really guides you there so um it is really it's it's open for new people it's really um accessible mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i've had a really great time playing it so far um i kind of went in thinking it's gonna be probably pretty boring i might get tired of it pretty quickly uh especially with how i felt about like team fortress 2 but mm. um yeah the characters are just so different um, and so interesting that um, so far I've I've enjoyed every bit of it. Hmm. Wow, I'm actually surprised um, that 
uh, TF2 wore off on you uh, quickly. I I was a TF2 addict for quite a long time. Yeah, I um I played it. I mean, I definitely maybe had a couple weeks of playing it with some friends back in the day, but it just gets uh, stale. Like mm-hmm. the fact that everyone's the same color and nobody has names. It's not personal and mm. um i don't know overwatch it has like a it, it's very beautiful um yeah and it's the characters are just so they took so much time into building the characters mm. um so it just feels special in that way like giving the characters more personality if yeah uh, were you gonna say something jeremy oh no i was gonna say yeah i just i agree with you about that and i mean you can just go as far back, just looking at their first cinematic, the first cinematic trailer they released when they announced mm-hmm. the game. It literally looks like something that the producers behind Big Hero Six or Pixar would put together, which is a, another talking point we'll go into further to the podcast. Yeah. Well. Oh man. Okay. Now, since you brought up the cinematic, oh, there's a lot to say about. <laughs> there's a lot to say, and again, it ties into what I was saying earlier about like. About some of my reservations about this game. So, okay. hey guys, yeah, why don't you just right here. Jump right I'm into this it. foreshadowing. Okay, dude, that you know what, you know what, Jeremy, we're gonna go right into it now. Okay. <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> All right. Oh, so so, uh, what beef do you have with Overwatch so far? Well, I can rant for a while, so I'll let you guys go first. No, 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 uh, just go, and we'll cut you off. All right, <laughs> sounds good. All right, so <laughs> if you guys haven't heard yet, um, Overwatch is being released right now, or there's it's planned release spring 2016, which mm-hmm. is next year, not two years from now, which I originally thought for some <laughs> strange reason. <laughs> it's going to be in beta for a full year? Yeah, so that's what I thought. But All anyways, right. um, it's going to be released spring 2016, and originally everyone speculated when they released the beta, no one really knew what exactly they were going to do with the game. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of just did the obvious TF2 comparison where, like, free-to-play type deal where it would be free-to-play with, like, aesthetics pay-for or skins or something, like, like the MOBA, st- the, the MOBA-style, like, pay model. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, pay for skin, et cetera, et cetera, but the core gameplay would be free-to-play. Like a cross between, like, Team Fortress 2 and League of Legends. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But we found out this weekend at BlizzCon... And it leaked before BlizzCon, but they essentially confirmed it at BlizzCon was it is a buy to play, not free to play. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets a little dodgy because now um, they are releasing two different sets of games at release, which will be one base game at forty dollars, mm-hmm. and then the special um, it's called like the Origins Edition pre-order for sixty dollars. And all that really gives you is a couple skins for not even all 21 heroes. It's, I think, less than 10 heroes. Mm. Yeah, or maybe at most five, 10 five heroes. Five or six. So five or you, six. You only get, yeah, you only get skins for five or six of the 21 heroes that they keep boasting about and bragging about. That's one thing. The second thing is <laughs> the um, just the sheer price is $20 more for essentially skins. And if you're not a big Blizzard fan, all the other stuff is kind of negated in the origins pack all you get is a like a a, a um, character pet for wow which if you still play wow then that's great you get another set of like another aesthetics thing for diablo which again 
it doesn't really matter if you play any of these games. It's you just buy or Overwatch just for Overwatch. So, right. Essentially, right. the way I view it is, you buy an Overwatch, you're buying, paying a sixty dollar Overwatch pre-order. You're only getting six skins as your bonuses. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, so Blizzard has been doing the the thing where they try to kind of in- interconnect each of their other games with each other. And yeah. so, yeah, and so with the Origins pack, they're trying to sh- give the other games the over- the Overwatch bonuses, but yeah. you know that comes at the premium of twenty dollars. Well, so. again, also this is also something I heard about. I saw a guy. Um, again, shout out to Kyle Copeland. I got a <laughs> uh, on virtual ticket, so I was just kind of whenever Overwatch came on, I would just kind of watch their panel. They announced, so there's apparently a third edition of the game coming out. It's called the oh, Collector's no Edition, which who knows how much that's going to cost. What is it called, sorry? It's called the Collector's Edition. Okay. So now you have base game at $40, pre-order Origins at $60, and then a Collector's Edition, which they said would then be like more of a hard brick-and-mortar type copy, so you get a uh, like a art book, like a art book or something like that and some other goodies from Blizzard. But I mean, it's it's more like you pay for like a little extra stuff that you see in those collector editions, the high price collector edition. Yeah. But that's a third op. That's like a third thing they're releasing to me right now, or they're they're planning to release in the future. I guess either when the game gets released or after it gets released. Which mm-hmm. now kind of boils down to what my initial fear is. It kind of seems like Blizzard Blizzard's doing a um, kind of like a cheap cash grab with this game. So. Yeah, I uh, I always found it funny with collector's editions of video games, especially when it's sort of like a new uh, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Overwatch, um, you know, they're just sort of like betting that people want to buy Overwatch stuff, um, Overwatch souvenirs. But, you know, there's no like established world of Overwatch yet. And so there aren't really any like real fans it's pretty much just blizzard fans of other games and they're just hoping that they uh carry over Mm, true true i gotta say i gotta say though um with this collector's edition so uh my my listeners know that i am no artist but if there's an art book or even like a poster that's actually kind of exciting for overwatch just because of how beautiful the game is and the world even if I'm not a fan, though, yet. Yeah. Well, this again, agree. again. Also, this this kind of ties into my initial reservation about the game. Is so. Let's just. I guess we should talk about it right now. It's my typical metric for, like, how much I should pay for a game and like the worth of like the value of a dollar for a game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So I have this stupid little metric where I go, if it's like a big AAA company, so I'm. It's, not indie. Indie, I give them a little bit, a little of a looser leash, or a longer leash. But with mm-hmm. like triple A, like you know something like Blizzard, Ubisoft, Activision, the big dogs in the world, I um I typically hold them to a. I kind of want like a every dollar I spend, I want at least an hour worth of gameplay. Okay. A or a content, hour. or a gameplay or content's worth. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about Overwatch, where they rate, prorate the base game at forty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Overwatch, in the pure sense, is just strictly a um, multiplayer, online multiplayer, 
FPS in the same vein of um, Evolve, Titanfall, Star Wars Battlefront. Um, I can go on, but Star Wars Battlefront and the big one TF2 and CS:GO, mm-hmm. like the big mm-hmm. titans of the like first-person shooters online. Um, so with that being said, in terms of typical go- content, forty dollars to me seems a little bit excessive for something that's just a pure online gameplay sh- or per- pure online shooter. Mm. So that kind of irks me a little bit. But now, after watching BlizzCon, I can see where the the my I can get my forty dollars worth of content in the sense. So they, I watched the um, panel called like the lore or the the world the world of Overwatch, which is essentially the lore building of the Overwatch universe. Mm-hmm. And they have plans for one, they're going to release a graphic novel, which will not be included in any of the packages, right. including the collector's edition. So to me, again, that's a, a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a it's a um, graphic novel that's supposed to help build the lore. And then we got a... Um, what else we have? And then what they did announce was interesting. Was they were talking about making animated shorts for Overwatch. Um, now, it's and the animated shorts are going to be done in the same vein as the uh, cinematic trailer okay. of Overwatch. So the same animation team, which will be... Interesting to watch because they're using these animated shorts to kind of build on the story mode of Overwatch mm-hmm. without including like a story mode within the game. And so to me, I can say, okay, maybe that might be my $40 worth unless they make me pay for that, which mm-hmm. then I would find a little bit irritating. Okay, okay. So that's that's kind of where I see, okay, if it's $40 and I'm getting the animated shorts and like, oh, and also they're releasing like comic shorts as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting like that plus animated shorts, then maybe it's worth the forty dollars because they're putting a lot more money and investment into the forty dollar base game. Mm-hmm. But if they're not including any of that, it's just like free to the public, and then all essentially you're just paying forty dollars for the base game. I have a little bit of issue with that, especially considering that Counter Strike Go was dirt cheap at entry level. Mm-hmm. I think that was like what twenty dollars coming it's into. It's fifteen right now. It's fifteen, but, but when it, it first. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, like it was like I don't know how much it was. I have no idea. But yeah, so fifteen dollars for that, like, is the paywall or pay barrier. So forty dollars is a bit excessive to me. Tim. Yeah, I've got a question for you, Jeremy. Uh, Mister One Dollar Per Hour. <laughs> <laughs> you played the closed beta for free, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, how how many hours do you think you've played so far? Is there a tracker? Uh, no, I've, I've been checking, uh, but I don't think I can see one. I would say you played for roughly what? I played close to 28. Oh, that's a very <laughs> specific number. Well, because but... I'm doing the math in my head. We played sure. about two, two a night, and then when it first came out, we played almost every day. Yeah. That's it... 14. I think it's at least like fifteen to twenty for sure. Yeah. Um, I'd say about so, thirty for me. Thirty hours. Yeah. So I mean, if you're going off of hours, we're not. I don't feel like I'm like done with the game. Do you? Well, there's also other factors that continue into the game, but to me, I think I might get a little bit tired of it if they really don't. If they keep exactly what I see in the beta. Mm-hmm. 
where it's just the same modes over and over again. Yeah. Because that, to me, I can see myself getting bored of. Sure. Mm-hmm. I want to, okay, I wanted to, um, if I have any listeners who are salty because they're not part of the Overwatch closed beta, I just wanted to point out that I think one of the reasons why Blizzard didn't has a really small uh, closed beta population is exactly because of how we feel as the closed beta players uh, who spent so much time with Overwatch already, is that um, the game as a beta is super polished. Like, no yeah. no question about it. It's super nice. Yeah. It, it does not feel like a beta. It feels like a full game when we're playing it. Mm-hmm. The beta part about it is that uh, everything surrounding the gameplay like besides like balancing and all that but everything outside of it uh like maybe leveling your account or getting rewards or or any of that none of that is built in and so when we're playing it we feel like we're playing a full game that yeah that just does one thing over and over again but um and i feel like if everyone if this was the open beta and everyone played this i think everyone would like 50 percent of the population would be sick of overwatch by release just because yeah. of the way the game is right now. That's what I was saying. Like, I think, I hope, I mean, Spring 2016 is still a long time away. And based off what I've been, or what I heard from BlizzCon, it sounds like they're trying to develop new game modes or they're, they're looking into it. But oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it didn't, it wasn't a very, like, a convincing mm-hmm. statement. It was just kind of like, Someone someone asked him like, oh, like you know, the game modes. Are you looking into like maybe a capture the flag or something else? And the guy just kind of said like, oh, we're looking into it, but that's about it. It wasn't more like a hard confirmation, like, oh yeah, no, we we have some people like really developing ideas for it. It was just, oh, we're looking into it, which kind of segues into my next point about the expansion model and the payment model of this mm-hmm. game. Um. So, before do you guys we... have any opinions about gameplay, game modes? Yeah, what do you think, Tim? Yeah, um, well, I just want to say really quick uh, the game modes that they do have, uh, just for the listeners who haven't played. We've got, like, the uh, capture zones mode, where there's, like, capture zone A, and then if you capture it, then you capture zone B. Um, and then you've got escort the payload, and that's pretty much it, right? Yep. Yeah, that's it. And escort the payload is just you stand around this uh, really slow car, and if you stand next to it, then it moves forward, and if you don't, then it moves backwards, um, and you've got to get it to its destination. So um, I don't know about you guys. Those are at least kind of new types of game modes. I mean, it's pretty much still just kill each other and do something, and whoever kills each other the most wins, but... I think it's new, um, and I kind of think maybe that's what they're trying to do, is they don't want to do like a straight-up death match or uh, straight-up capture the flag, and maybe that's why they're kind of um, slow to giving news on their game modes, mm-hmm. um, because they want to make it unique. I, that's just how I feel like uh, they might be, what, what they might be thinking, mm. um, coming from their perspective. Actually, um, I read a Blizzard, uh, it must be a Reddit comment or something, um, Mm -hmm. and they, or like an interview, but Blizzard, I think they specifically stated that they do not want a deathmatch uh, mode, 
because yeah. they want they want the game and the heroes to be very objective based, and that's that's how they're balancing the game and like kind of creating the game ar- around. Um, especially for uh, their competitive scene, which so uh, really quick for the competitive scene, they said that um, they they said that they will not force a competitive scene, but if there is enough interest in like you know the player base and sponsor sponsor companies and all that um that they will they have they have the assets and they're mm-hmm. willing to use them for the competitive scene so they're not going to force it but they're ready to support it if it happens um do you guys know just really quick how blizzard has done with their other games i as far as I remember, I used to be pretty big into StarCraft Two, mm-hmm, um, like that pro scene, and they Blizzard never really like supported or got into any of that pro scene, did they? Mm, like not uh, maybe during like BlizzCon, well, they'd have a couple like a playoff or something. That was but... the biggest event at BlizzCon this year. StarCraft Two, StarCraft Two, yeah. Mm. Oh, really? It was the and... biggest competitive event. Compared, well, I mean, compared. I mean, the other, the only other two options is um, Heroes of the Storm, which is still in its infancy. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Hearthstone, which is it's hard to be competitive in a game that's so heavily re- relying on RNG. Yeah, but I mean, do you guys know how well they've been like handling those games, or has it just been since uh, BlizzCon's? Um, I think. Go ahead. I always say, I mean, just from what I thought, BlizzCon that was that garnered the most interest in terms of their esports venues but i mean uh-huh. i don't know anything outside of that yeah i'm pretty sure they haven't done much at, at least if you're comparing to like riot with league of legends mm-hmm. um it, they're definitely not that invested in the esports side of it agreed so i can see that's probably where they're also going to go with overwatch is they're just going to hope that people take and run with it and hope that they don't have to you know invest all that money into the esports scene hmm interesting yeah, well, I know. I know that um, Blizzard has been investing more uh, recent recently with like the newer games like Heroes of the Storm and uh, Hearthstone, but still, still not nearly as much as you as you can say for Dota two or LOL or anything. Yeah. Mhm. Well, and I would say also um, because of what they're doing with Overwatch, like one key factor that kind of makes me question their seriousness about making Overwatch a very competitive esports scene is, uh, hey guys, surprise, it's not PC exclusive. It's uh, a multi-platform <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. And at BlizzCon, this was actually probably, I think I forgot to mention this, but this was one of the bigger news is Xbox One, PS4, and PC will all have their own kind of separate servers, and they will mm-hmm. never really intermingle, which makes sense in a way, right? Because you know, controllers are different, and people different. I know the different consoles probably don't interact well with each other. Right. Yeah. But what you're doing with that, you're dividing a user base. Hmm. You're dividing your player base up. So now you have an isolated Xbox like group of esport competitiveness. You have your isolated PS4 like group of competitiveness. Now you have your PC group of competitiveness. General esport trending, you know, would be the P. Or the PC group would be the most competitive, mm-hmm. but then you also have to look at like you know stuff like Call of Duty and Halo, and those games are always competitive in their scene, respective scenes. So mm-hmm. it makes me question their seriousness about making this like a very competitive esport game. 
Yeah, it's definitely. Um, I I don't think that it's at the forefront of their mind that they want this to be an esport type of game. I think that they they really just want to create a large brand of Overwatch, hmm. and that's that's clear with like all the different editions and the fact that they've got art books and uh, you know those uh, shorts coming out. Um, they just want this brand to be there so that uh, people can play the game and and enjoy the game. I, um, as far as like esports, I'm sure people will just flock to the PC version uh, because you you've got like the mouse, um, yeah, like the mouse like sense, uh, just like the aiming abilities of it. It's probably a lot better than controllers. Um, and as far as I know. Um, at the beginning of Overwatch, the closed beta, they had a an auto aim issue. Yep. Um, yeah. And that was for players who used controllers, right? Actually, they addressed that in BlizzCon. Right. I think you mentioned that. You want to say that real quick? I mean, yes. Yeah, it was essentially because um, the developers had consoles in mind, and I guess one of the coding processes for consoles snuck into the PC beta. And so when people play with controllers, they got the aim assist that was intended for consoles, mm-hmm. but it kind of bled into PC. And people who play with gamepads, kind of, they picked it up. So to them, they just addressed it like, oh, yeah, so that just kind of further proves that we always thought about consoles in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And to them, it was just a simple, they went into the programming, turned off the coding or the program, and then it was all fixed. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I think that this auto-aim thing is definitely very important um like i used to be pretty big into halo 2 uh and auto aim is what makes halo pretty much Hmm. um like learning to control the joystick in such a way that you can like move it around their heads to get those headshots with the battle rifle um so you know that's going to be important for them so that their xbox and ps4 players can really enjoy the game and not feel like this is way too hard. Um, uh, but yeah, just going back, because of that auto-aim, I really think that the PC will be what esports will be played on if anybody's going to be playing esports. Mm. Yeah. And Blizzard's just more um, knowledgeable about PC. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Although they made this weird claim that they started on console. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lost I mean, Vikings. Well, I mean, I, oh. would, I wouldn't put it beyond them, but everyone kind of knows it's more for PC exports than yeah. mm-hmm. consoles. Um, so the pricing model, we... Okay, so officially, Blizzard has said you have to pay for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, really quick about the base game. Uh... I personally feel $40 is fairly reasonable um, for a starting game. I know Jeremy disagrees, but um, <laughs> it's mostly because um, I feel like in this day and age, we, we pay so little for games. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I paid, like, I think I paid, like, $5 for Titanfall, and, like, Titanfall is, like, this really well-made game. Like, they, I don't, I don't think they made money off of that game, because, like, I don't pay <laughs> monthly, and I, I barely paid for it, but, um... I don't know, and I know Overwatch, they put a lot of work into it. Um, it, It's hard to say, 
if if it were um if I didn't play beta, I would probably wait for the game to go on sale for like thirty before I bought it. And like and honestly nowadays, um games start at a base price and then they go on sale like just a few months later. Yeah. So Yeah. Well I would say like no, so don't get me too wrong about that. I mean, I probably will end up paying the $40 because I do enjoy this game. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, to me, I guess I'm call me jaded because I did play Titanfall when it came out. I also played Evolve when it came out. Mm-hmm. Both very similar types of games to Overwatch. That's fair. That's very, very And fair. both of them, player user base started off very strong. But mm-hmm. then it just kind of dissolved. And And the thing that scares me is Everything about Overwatch is looking almost deja vu-ish with mm. Evolve. How, like, the route that Evolve went through. So, again, I'm a little bit skeptical. Mm. Because uh-huh. Overwatch is a game that's heavily dependent on user base. Yes. And if they can't maintain that, that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really, really good point, is that um, Overwatch is a little different because they they kind of have a little more goofiness going on than Titanfall or Evolve. But but uh I think Jeremy's absolutely right. At the end of the day, if Overwatch does not go competitive and if Overwatch like is just like this casual shooter, like I, honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be too interested in it in the long run. Like unless they do something to keep me coming back. Yeah, it's definitely uh, has the potential to have an expiration date on it. Um, And I I understand a lot of Jeremy's issues with uh, just the different additions and um, the fact that there's probably going to be pay content after release. Um, I think it's going to be pretty unfortunate that um, like some players can have different sets of... uh, skins, characters, etc. than other players when everyone has at least paid some premium mm. price to get yeah. into the game. I think that's going to be pretty... Maybe... It's going to be a deterrent, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. But I do think, uh, going back, Chris, to what you were saying about $40, it is actually not that bad. Um, you know, we, yeah, we have been pretty spoiled by Steam sales, particularly. <laughs> Steam, uh, so good. Like, it, it has negatively affected my buying habits to where I've gotten a little too many games, and now yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally fine with not buying anything. So, like, if it comes out, like, there's this game, uh, just quick tangent, called mm-hmm. Remember Me. It got really horrible reviews, but I remember, like... I really wanted to play that game um, just because it looked cool. Okay. Um, and then, so I put it on my uh, my watch list or whatever, mm-hmm. or my wish list, and I just waited like a year, and then it was like $15, and then I got it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Steam has pretty much spoiled us. Mm-hmm. Um, $40 is great for the base game. It's definitely going to depend on what types of things they're going to hope that we pay for after release yeah yeah uh, and what comes with that yeah that's probably big debatable topic number two right now yep yep um so first of all the 
yeah, the game will go on sale. So if you guys want to wait, like, and it's 40 is too expensive, like, I would wait a few months and it'll probably drop a little bit. But, so, once you buy the game, and uh, and say we all agree that buying the base game is fine, then then what comes next? And this is kind of what worries all of us, is, um, is Overwatch has kind of a MOBA genre to it a little bit, uh, like League of Legends or Dota, mm-hmm. um, in which you have heroes with personalities instead of just classes. And all of a sudden... Um, buying the base game isn't enough, and so, okay, so Blizzard officially said nothing about about well, pricing model after you buy the game. They did. Okay, but <laughs> it, it, what it really? I mean, <laughs> it's it's really frustrating because I think I told you guys while watching the BlizzCon panel, one very smart attendee decided to ask the big question was. Okay, they they keep bragging about twenty one heroes. That's a good number of heroes. Which, in all honesty, is a good number of heroes, right? Yes. Most MOBAs typically yeah. only allow what twenty five at most for like selection on free play. I don't know. I can't think of the number, but I, it, it's in that ballpark, right? I mean, 21... I think that uh, Overwatch gets huge comparisons to TF, uh, Team Fortress Two, right? Yeah. Yes. How many classes do they have? Like ten? Ten? Eight? Yes. Yeah, 10, something like so that. 21 is a no. good number, which is something they should brag about and they have the right to brag about. But the thing is, everyone wants to know, is Blizzard developing new heroes or they have plans to develop new heroes? Which they have mentioned several times. That's always in the back of their thought process and they are thinking about it. Yeah. And then so someone finally asked the question, all right, so for the 21, 21 heroes we get, what about all new maps plus new heroes in the future. Mm-hmm. Like now, is it pay $40 end of end the story and we just get whatever thing else is like cherry on top? Or is it, are they going to follow the typical Blizzard model where it's, you pay for the base game and then you pay for expansions thereafter? Mm-hmm. Sort of like Warcraft and like pretty much actually every Blizzard game. Warcraft, yeah. Starcraft, WoW. Where you get the base model and then they build expansions thereon that adds more to the game, but you don't get this. You don't pay for the expansion, mm-hmm. and so and then that's where um, the director kind of went in a very shifty response where he he did like the general like we are thinking about more heroes and we are more concerned about the release date, which is good. Think about the release date and have releasing a polished game. But and we will think about and we'll talk about future heroes and maps in the future. Mm. That'll be a future discussion. We have no idea what we're, where we're going with that. But awesome. I, I get the feeling like, you know, that to me is opening up the possibility for paid expansions. They're not closing that door. It's like if they knew they they were just going to add more heroes and people didn't have to worry about it, they would have told us straight up, like, no, don't yeah. worry about it. Right. But because they keep dodging around that answer. And then I think someone even asked the director, like, oh, why do you keep dodging around the answer? And he still dodged around the answer. Yeah. He gave a more direct answer, but he dodged around that answer. The king so, of non-answers. Yeah, it was like, I think like someone asked him, like, hey, we noticed that you didn't directly answer the question. And he's like, well, I didn't directly answer the question because we're looking at a polished product, and we, the honest answer is we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, right. Then, but the question then it should be, 
to say, yeah, we are thinking about possibly paid expansions. Don't. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's talked it over with some people, and they said, no matter what, you can't talk about that. Uh, yeah, I I think um, you know, you guys hear, uh, you remember what the PS4 did um, during the E3? So Xbox One came out uh, with Microsoft came out with Xbox One. They said it's going to be always online. Um, and was that it? And then yeah. there, was there something else on top of the, that? The DRM. Yeah, the DRM, and you needed yeah. to have a connect connected. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's always on connect. It's always looking yeah. at you. Yeah. I mean, how um, can I play Xbox naked if there's yeah. connect on? I mean, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. So though. in just one day, it had so much backlash that, um, f- from the things I've heard, Sony actually may have had different types of plans or like different options and due to the backlash they came out and said we're not having any of that and um <laughs> you know they really won the console war like at least chapter 1 at that point yeah um sony really got all of the sales uh and you know microsoft's working back since then but anyway the point is um the rumors are that sony heard all of the different negative publicities and might have changed what they were going to announce. And I'm hoping that maybe Blizzard can kind of hear what people are talking about as far as uh, whether they're willing to pay for um, all these different expansions and characters and stuff. And maybe they can do something a little bit more generous. Uh, You know, that's kind of my hope. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, so I guess my opinion right now, and Blizzard, you know, they've obviously said they don't know. Uh, my opinion right now is, so the advantage of paying right now $40 for the base game is that I get all the heroes, um, and I get all the maps, which I guess is normal. Uh, and if you think of a game like League of Legends, uh, or Dota, actually I think Dota you get all Dota the heroes. Too. I think, no, I think they do. You have like, to buy. You have to buy them. You have to buy some heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm paying money up front to have all the heroes unlocked, which I mean, forty is kind of pricey for just that. But say, say I'm fine with it, right? Which I am to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, then what's next, right? If there's paid skins and paid optional things like you know, like gun skins or whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm like, okay, you know. It's not necessary, but if I want to make my guide look cooler, like, sure, I'll pay, you know, some amount of money for uh, aesthetics. I, I'm okay with that. I would I, I don't mind having the option and not having to pay for it. Um, the minute they have heroes and maps as paid, so say they come out with a new hero and they're like, oh, you have to unlock it with money or with in-game currency, uh, I would be pretty upset with that because I bought the base game and I expect to have all the content, necessary content unlocked. Uh, In terms of expansion, uh, I didn't even think of that model, which is probably what they're going to do. They always sucker me into expansions, to be honest. Like uh, like StarCraft, they they get me every time. But I honestly, I would expect... uh, I don't know what what would you guys expect from an expansion to make it worth, say thirty dollars. 
Ooh, $30. Yeah. I want a freaking movie. <laughs> Dude, oh, okay. We'll talk about that in a sec. Overwatch movie, man. Um, ooh. You know, I if I'm going to get an expansion, you're going to need quite a large uh, new hero list. I think so. Um, you are going to need obviously new maps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need some kind of new gameplay mode, right? Yes, hundred uh, percent. Something 100%. that would be like a game changer, not uh, not just like I don't know. Uh, what's what's that League of Legends mode that they came out with that nobody played? Oh, oh Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Dominion. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if they came out with something like Dominion, I don't know if I'd want that. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else that you would really want beyond those three things? I mean, uh, uh, go ahead, Jeremy. I, yeah, I agree with everything Tim says, but I think also what I need, like, a confirmation is not having the the new expansion... I think this, to me, worth more than all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Is me not having the new expansion is not going to put me in a different user base list mm. than people who have the expansion. Yeah. Because yeah. going back to my original like jadedness about online shooters, um, and more specifically looking at Evolve, is which is the game that I've been playing, mm-hmm. is in their DLC they came out with new heroes, and it really shrunk our user base down to the point where, like, if you don't play the new DLC heroes, you're not really playing with a very large user base. So you end up playing the same people over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And, or you'll get the people who, you know, who buy into the game with, like, the new, like, Game of the Year edition or the PC Master Race edition or whatever <laughs> edition. Uh-huh. And so it comes with the DLC already pre-bought into the game. Mm-hmm. At the same price that you bought it a year ago. So now, and th- this is Evolve, right? This is Evolve, yeah. Uh, do you know how long it was when uh, they came out with this DLC that you're talking about before after release? This, it came out this year. And was March that 3rd. like uh, in relation to the release? Do you know about that? Uh, it was like. A year's worth, but the thing that they um, evolve, everyone kind of assumed that there was going to be DLC, uh-huh. because they had the season pass. Mm. You oh, buy right. into a season they... pass, so you knew that there was going to be DLC. Yeah, but they didn't understand what the DLC would essentially create a new mode that people couldn't really tap into. Mm. Like it's isolated, it separated the DLC from the non-DLC user base. Mm. I have a question: um, How do they do this with WoW? Because I know they came up. They come out with tons of expansions. Does that cut off the user base? I feel like everybody just upgrades, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're just like not not even worried about it. They just upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, you know, like after seeing how Destiny has done, um, I think that how like they pretty much improved the game in there are two or three different expansions that they've come out with but if you've been playing the game from the start you've definitely played quite a or paid quite a bit of money but uh i think destiny is a pretty new game that people are just 
down to buy these new expansions. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there's like campaign and solo player or solo mode stuff like that, but it's overall it's pretty multiplayer uh, based. So I think you know, depending like Blizzard has the uh, the ability, the clout, the resources to keep a player base together and maybe in a year come out with a large update and expect everybody to get it. Um, and I think it might cut off the people that don't have it, but, you know, if it's a long enough time, I think people will be okay with it. I don't yeah. know what you think. I, I agree. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't put it beyond Blitter to do that. Yeah, I, I know, like, Evolve, because what you're mentioning... I just looked it up. It came out on February 10th this year. So if it's already got like this big DLC that's dividing people, and maybe that's like six months after it came out, uh, you know, maybe that's not so great just because it's so soon. Maybe if you like wait a whole year, you can release expansions and maybe people are okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Blizzard's model is usually uh, two years before an expansion. Oh, okay. Um. So, for for something like WoW and Destiny, uh, I personally would be more willing to buy the expansions for those. Uh, I, it's hard to say that they put more work into the single-player campaign, but it, it feels that way, especially to the player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get new... You can, you can level up 10 more levels. You get new dungeons. You get new enemies, new bosses, yeah. new weapons, all the stuff. Um for Overwatch, I mean, besides the things you mentioned, I can't, I can't imagine, um, you know, too much more that they can do. And then, and then Blizzard has the huge target on their head of Team Fortress Two, who I, I mean, you did have to pay before, but now it's free. And then while they have been free, they've been releasing tons of new content. They had like Man vs Machine, they had like yeah. a bunch of new stuff, and that was all for free. And so, I mean, if you're if they're going to give us the expansion model, and granted, TF2 did not come out with any new classes, um, you know, I, you know, they they better come out big. Is what I think. I do think. Um, I think it's a little bit unfair to compare Overwatch to TF2, particularly because. Um, you know what Valve really likes to do is they really like to be generous. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, they pretty much they don't have to do anything and they'll make money. Um, so if they just release new content for their large flagship games, keep people playing them, then you know it gives people more of a reason to stay on Steam rather than going to something else. Um, and so I think. Mm. I think that Valve has a huge advantage um, as far as that goes. Okay. But uh, I, so I just mean that it's a little unfair. But if Overwatch did release not enough with an expansion, you know, it'll be pretty obvious, and I think people definitely have the potential to be upset. Mm. Also, I should probably point this out. The other thing that pissed me off about Evolve is the um, DLC came out at the same base price as the game. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. <laughs> How about so, a DLC? Entry, entry to the game is roughly one hundred and twenty dollars. Wow! Yeah, I was gonna say it was sixty dollars entry price, right? 
Yeah. So the DLC was an extra sixty. DLC came out to one hundred twenty, but you can buy separate heroes or classes oh. individually. But those each came out to like eight, almost like seven fifty or eight dollars. Mm. So it would borderline just buy all the buy the DLC pack, which so that's what. Again, my reservation about this game is they yeah they do the two year expansion and it's like a reasonable distance and they keep it in that forty dollar range, but we're getting you know not just DLC but we're getting you know everything that Casher kind of described with like you know new game types, different heroes that change the gameplay, then I'll be okay. If we're just literally getting a rewat like a rehash of certain heroes that look like current heroes but have slight one or two differences then I'd be a little bit frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to play another Tracer that's slightly quicker or slightly slower but stronger. Right. right. <laughs> Which is pretty much what Genji is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's actually kind of true. Genji is the new... Uh, one of the three new heroes uh, for the people listening. Just came out today? Yeah, yep. just came out today. They announced him at BlizzCon. But... Yeah, but uh, that's that's what my main beef is. If they're gonna do expansion, I want an expansion, not like yeah, I... one or two differences as evidenced by the recent StarCraft two releases. Mm-hmm. All right, wish list. So, what happens if in a year or two, Blizzard announces some kind of campaign mode for Overwatch? Ooh. And it has co-op in it. I'm down. I would do it. Yeah? As part of their expansion? or Yeah, yeah as part yeah. of the expansion. Oh, yeah. dude, I'm so yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, like I said, that's adding more to the game. That's not you know, just one or two tweaks that any any modder can come up with. Oh, which yeah. actually brings me to my next point. Uh, not my next point, but something that we should talk about is um, BlizzCon, they did confirm that they want modding to be a part of the Overwatch community. No way, really. They, just, they said that they don't want it meet like at launch because again, they're more focused on making the game as polished as possible, and then making sure everything runs well, so servers run well, blah blah blah. But they have intention of, I guess, opening up the game for modding mm-hmm. possibility. I don't know if it's like map creation or game type creation. So that. Could be interesting in the yeah. Future. I agree. I I kind of get the feeling like they kind of want something Dota two like, right? Well, that's just... actually the, the the exact example they used was. Oh really? They're like someone. I think another like that was a that was actually not something that they didn't even bring up. Someone they someone brought up in the Q and A session about like oh the potential for modding. And then the guy kind of used, like, oh, well, you know, Dota Dota came from map modding and game time modding in Warcraft 3. And we want, you know, we want to strike that same kind of magic twice with hopefully Overwatch. Mm-hmm. So I think they're hoping that someone creative down the line will be smart enough to develop a new game type that they cash in on. Can someone else? Can yeah, someone else a, create a game for us? <laughs> that's essentially what I saw. That's essentially what I read into. The guy's like, "Oh yeah, we really want that." Yeah. Because you know that thing called Dota came out, and because of Warcraft Three, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, you definitely want people that are interested enough in your game to, you know, mod it and make changes to it. That probably means it's popular. 
<laughs> yeah, so that was something that he they did say. It was a very confirmed statement saying that they are they once the game is completely polished and up and running, they will look into ways that will allow that will help that will allow modders a little bit more freedom with mm. modding the game. I don't know what they'll do, either map types or game types, but something. Mm. Man, that. Val, Valve has spoiled me. You're so right. <laughs> so, so great. <laughs> yeah, it. Valve can do so much that Blizzard's not really able to do yet, but maybe one day. I mean, uh, now you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've played a Blizzard game, and I got this this uh, Blizzard game launcher, and it has all these different games on the sides. Uh, so they've got, I've got their six big flagship games. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys see Blizzard trying to do something like Valve has with Steam and selling I, other games? Uh, I think so. Actually, someone point, told me this today, but apparently you can put like all your old Blizzard games onto that launcher if you use your key code. Like you go onto like the online shop and buy oh. it. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So, oh yeah. Um, I think the thing about uh, Battle.net and that kind of strikes me different from Steam is like honestly, like I forget that Steam's by Valve. I sometimes I just think Steam is just some generic library I use to yeah. hold all my <laughs> games, while Battle.net is is very Blizzard. They mm-hmm. they have only Blizzard things. They they interconnect each other, each other's games very well, but it's still just Blizzard. And I feel like, yeah, they do want like sub games like Dota from Warcraft Three to come out, but they still want it under the umbrella of Blizzard. So we'll see where they go with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, uh, so, um, Overwatch cinematic. I really want to talk about that. Alright, good. <laughs> so okay. If anyone hasn't seen the cinematic for some reason about Overwatch, like go watch it right now. It is so good. We will pause for you guys to watch all six minutes. This yeah. is the um the E three one, right? Or wait, was yeah, it E three? No no the BlizzCon announcement. BlizzCon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where wait. they uh the, like the monkey drops in and traces yeah. like the star and They're in the museum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. right, and then there's the kid. Yeah, kid that looks like he's from like Pixar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Blizzard's cinematic like team is so good. Like it is incredible. That cinematic, I was like, wow, can they just make an Overwatch movie so that I can Overwatch it? Forty dollars for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looked like a full blown movie. Like. It yeah. could have just been a trailer, and they said, we're not making a game, guys. We're making a movie, and I would have been down for that. I'd be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that what they have done is they have hit a home run with this world and these character ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like you're saying, the cinematic team is great. Yeah. Um, you know... What I would not give kudos to them for is originality. Some of the characters feel a little uh, like they've gotten their ideas from other things. Tell they, us more, Tim. Um, they've <laughs> expressed that 
a lot of their characters have gotten inspiration from other games. Right. Yeah. Uh, what are some characters? Uh, you want to just go by category by category? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, so like... So we'll start with the most recognizable one, Tracer? No, Tracer's... I feel like Tracer's pretty original. Reaper. Feels original to me. Reaper. Reaper's got like... I don't know. There's some characters in, in some Let's... games that have like these masks... Uh, Roadhog. Let's talk about like Torbjorn, right? Come on. Yeah. Okay. okay. So wait, wait, wait. Okay. Tell me about Torbjorn. Torbjorn is the engineer from TF2, and like, <laughs> and there, there's no like, there's no other way of it's like exactly dodging that. that. Yeah. Tell me more about this engineer. Do they build turrets? Yeah. They they both build turrets. They both collect uh like scrap oh, or metal. Scrap. Yeah. To, they... to upgrade your turret. Both upgrade. Yeah, and uh, and it goes up to level three, and then level three is a stationary beast that you just sit there and whack your hammer and get play of the game, and like, <laughs> like that's like that's what the engineer does in TF2. Oh uh, yeah, I really hope that they fix the play of the games because it's kind of boring when you got your Torbjorn falling off a cliff and getting killed. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> Those are always the best one. Those are the ones where you get to brag about. <laughs> I don't think you get to brag about that. <laughs> I mean, you brag in like a funny way. Um, all right, so you've got uh, who, Junkrat. I don't he's know about your, Junkrat. He, well, I mean, he's Demo Man from TF2. Oh, is he? He's, yeah. a, he's oh, the yeah. one that launches oh, the... Right, right, with his gun. Yeah, his grenade launcher. I feel like Roadhog is kind of like this Borderlands, Mad Max uh, inspired character, but like fat. Well, I mean, for all of you Dota fans out there, oh yeah, it's Pudge. Yep. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's essentially right. Pudge. It's a walk the same. They almost act the same. Yep. And then they have that stupid hook chain that will scare living daylights off of anyone if you get caught off guard. Yep. Does he have a big? Does he have a big like? flask that he drinks from no but i mean he's spewing stuff oh. half the time reminds <laughs> me of that league of legends character uh the fat guy oh gragas yeah gragas <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know i mean there are others winston is pretty much like planet of the apes inspired yeah um best pals with tracer Oh, say that. Say that again. Oh, uh, according to the lore, that Tracer and Winston are best pals. Actually, you know, I started oh, okay. seeing this in the game. I don't know if you guys how closely you pay attention to the game, but I did notice that Tracer. They announced in BlizzCon that they want like just like little like um, subtle like character interactions. Yeah. So I noticed today when I was playing as Tracer and I ran across a Winston, she did shout like in her. Did we establish she's British? She's for sure British. Okay, Tracer she's... here. Tracer here. You're not the cavalry. <laughs> um, she, I, when I ran across Winston, she kind of shouted like, hey, Winston, or there's Winston, and then I just kept running. I was like, oh, I don't hmm. ever recall hearing that before. Mm-hmm. And then I remember hearing Soldier 76 will kind of announce, he will announce things like, I, 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 I never heard it before. So I guess, in my, you start my list of pros about the game. 
is they started doing like these little subtle things where I heard Soldier 76 kind of announce like he'll he'll say tank is approaching or like Widow like Widowmaker like yeah in the premise they've had that they've had that oh yeah so I've heard uh, characters yell out sniper before uh, before today yeah, yeah they, they have sniper calls um, teleporter calls little small yes. things it's really cool mm-hmm. yeah so I I never I guess I never actually pit, maybe I'm playing with you guys half the time so I'm just constantly yelling. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you just, yeah I never paid attention to. Like it. you're thinking, like I'm calling out sniper, but it's actually Soldier Seventy Six calling out sniper. <laughs> Meta game too strong, dude. For real though, shoutouts to the design, the sound design team for this game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yes, they they killed it. The sound design is so good. Footsteps, gunshots, callouts. It's all amazing. Yeah, great I job. Mean, I think just going on top of that. uh like character design, sound design, uh, the game, like the maps, everything is beautiful. And you know, like we're saying, we really want to see cinematics. Yeah. The only thing that we're just not sure of is whether there's like enough game, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like other than that, like they have so much potential here to uh, to really just make anything as long as as long as they price it some way that people can kind of agree with. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. Like they are sitting on a gold mine right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, how they harvest it, mm-hmm. because the game has a lot to offer. It it can be a lot of fun. Um, like going back earlier about like developers talking about like different game modes, like namely capture the flag, which is an mm-hmm. idea they toyed around with, and you can kind of see how the maps are set up for capture the flag, mm-hmm. in a sense. But they're saying one of the biggest problem is. Tracer. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, you've got these characters that are just way too mobile. Yeah. Because Tracer was captured a flag, they were saying it's the biggest problem. They were saying, like, well, do we give Tracer the flag and then all of a sudden she can't dash anymore? Or do we give her the flag, but then she's slower, general movement speed. Mm-hmm. And, but she can still dash. But then it's like, well, then... And then the next thing is, like, then they've come to the problem, like, oh, just have the tracer dash as far as you can, drop a flag, and then does the flag get reset, or do they, you know, pick it up again? So mm. it's, it's like they're running to, like, trying to figure out, like, how to make those game modes work. So it's promising that one of the guys thought about that, <laughs> um, which also yeah. now, just talking about map design, is all these maps are pretty well designed, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. They're frustrating. It... <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, in the first couple of days that we were playing, I think I would have disagreed with you. Um, I think you guys may have, might have noticed I I wasn't exactly happy with uh, the choke points that they created in these maps. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the map, but it's this nighttime this city. city map. Oh, I thought um, you were going to talk about the Egypt one. The Egypt one. Temple oh. of Anubis. Yeah, mm, I'm okay with that one. Really? Um, but this, it's whatever that Night City map is. Uh, I think you oh. go to the first checkpoint. There's like a theater. Oh yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like <laughs> I had a huge issue with this because you know that there's just one opening in the wall, and that's basically the only way to get through to the other half of the map. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but what you were saying, Jeremy, about like uh, the designers were saying that's 
in, uh, intentional so that you have to play different characters that are good at getting through choke points, like Farah who can fly over it, um, or yeah, Tracer or Winston who can just hop over everything. Um, so I think that that's a thought that I hadn't really gone before. Um, that like you know, people want to play this game with a main. Like they want a character who they can just play the whole time. But sometimes, depending on the map, uh, depending on the game mode, or depending on like the enemy composition, mm-hmm. your main might not actually be beneficial, and you might have to actually switch characters there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you're just speaking. Oh, it, I think the the map design was really neat, um, or is really neat. Uh, it's it's a little tricky because. You have characters like Tracer and Reaper who excel at flanking and excel at sneaking to the back line and killing everyone in the back. Um, it 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 definitely did feel designed to have a choke point in certain areas where these flankers aren't as effective. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a little tough. It for like the casual gamer, I think it's really easy to say that defense is just much easier to play and way more broken you see characters like bastion and torbjorn where just defense is just like a nightmare to go through yeah um, well and also but the three new characters which we haven't played yet right well we played designs. a model yeah it, it's definitely not developed enough to to see where they go but they do they will balance it out for sure yeah um, but uh my, my point was that once you get to the competitive level um blizzard has said that a lot of the competitive players were saying Bastion's underpowered, whereas a lot of the casual players were saying Bastion's overpowered. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really hard for Blizzard to um, try to balance between the two because they do have like completely different spectrums of effectiveness at different yeah. levels of play. Yeah. I can see the argument for the casual players having struggling with Bastion, but I can also see the him argument sucking, for the... right? Yeah, him sucking, being terrible. Because <laughs> essentially... His best mode. So for the listeners out there who haven't watched a stream or played the game yet, Bastion, his bread and butter is he has this turret mode that he goes into mm-hmm. where he becomes this stationary monstrosity that you really have to be clever on how to approach a point. And um, he's got a uh, front-facing shield. Yes. So you can't really approach him from the front. So you have to sneak behind him. Right. His weakness That's- is that he can't turn around 180. Mm-hmm. So. Which, right now, before the three new characters, the hard counter for that was Reaper, where he had the ability where he can teleport behind him, mm-hmm. or he has a, a like a dash mode where he becomes invulnerable for a couple seconds. Three. So that allows you to kind of position yourself behind Bastion. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tracer. Or Tracer, who she could just literally just dash behind. Yeah. Um, but people who aren't good with those characters will just get mauled down. By Bastion, but I can see like the pro players who are good with them, they know how to circumvent that and just kind of get around real quickly and fast, right? And end them just very quickly. So I can see the argument for both of them. Yeah. Um, however, the three new characters that came out today seem like very very hard counters for Bastion and Torbjorn. Yeah. Based on their abilities, Dude, um, the, the Ice Girl is just like she's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I was going to talk about Genji in specific. Okay, okay. Apparently, that, that was the one that they, the developers actually brought up using an example for okay. talking about the balance issues. They just mentioned it very briefly, but the way they stated it makes sense. But, so Genji's that super sweet samurai ninja yep. guy that you everyone wants to play. Um, he has an ability where he deflects um, anything that comes to in front of him for like I don't know like a short amount of time maybe five seconds, but it's he's constantly deflecting the bullet and it's not like he just ricocheting them away from him he he can redirect that fire. Mm. So they're saying what Genji does is he can run in face the Bastion, activate that deflection mode and then redirect the fire at his teammates. So Bastion will unintentionally mm. kill his teammates. Mm. And so what it forces the Bastion players it should force the Bastion players to do is not shoot at him, which means then he's... You have to let him get close to you. Yeah, so you can't let Bastion like, shoot at him, which means other players will now be, be forced to shoot away from Bastion, which will allow people to kind of continue flanking him. Hmm, interesting. So they're thinking, like, for smarter players, that should help with that. Also, um, there's another tank hero called D.Va. One of her abilities... D.Va. Yeah, she's such a D.Va. <laughs> um, her ability is she just kind of absorbs all fire. Yeah. Um, her tank is, uh, or her mech, super yeah. smart, calculates the trajectory. <laughs> it just intercepts every bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that's a pretty hard counter to what we were just describing as a, just a main turret. Because it was, again, either the smart bastion would fire away from her, which didn't allow people to come behind her and attack. Right. Or... Um, you know, people can continue flanking. And then the Ice Girl, which we kind of discussed earlier, with her ability to throw up a giant ice wall, which he has to break through that. And then if he gets through that, she can just run up and stand in front of him. And then she has this mode where she can turn invincible for like 10 seconds. And that can easily be enough time to distract for someone else to attack. So, uh, yeah, so what makes these new guys interesting? Um, it... Right now, you know, we they just came out, so there's definitely no, like, you know, competitive play or meta with them at all. But uh, what makes it interesting is that Bastion was already pretty bad in competitive play. Not bad, but, you know, they were saying in competitive play he wasn't the best. Um, so it'll be interesting with these people who counter Bastion so well. Uh, I mean, they counter other people too, but um, <laughs> we'll see how, you know, this kind of shifts the, the hero powers with the other people. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see, and that's what again it'll be tricky for Blizzard when they move forward with introducing more heroes to not you know come up with that one overpowered hero that really has no hard counter in the basic set. Yeah, and no one can, and people who don't afford don't want to buy the expansion can't beat that guy. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, what do you think of the new uh, heroes? Um, I think that they're, well, I think that what they are so far is a good example that Blizzard can come out with new heroes, um, Mm. and that they can be different and, uh, have these new mechanics that we haven't seen before. I think it would make me excited just for the prospect of knowing that Blizzard can come out with even more heroes in the future, and, uh... You know, hopefully, it can just make it even more diverse and uh, wild to play. I think 
the May character, um, the, the Eskimo girl, yep. whose character set is exactly like Anivia from League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> she's got this like Blizzard ultimate where people slow down inside. Uh, she's got the ice wall. Um, she can hide in her little ice cube while she's a defense, uh, fully defensed and heal. Um, and then her main gun slows people down and freezes them. Oh, that's them. right. If you if you um, are like, if you're not being pressured, you can just freeze somebody, aim at their head, get the headshot, and it's an instant kill. Um, so there's a lot going on for her right now. I'm interested to see if there are good counters for her um, and how people will be countering her. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, just my initial impressions is that she might be a little too strong. Mm. Um, I think Genji has been pretty nicely balanced addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for all of his mobility and everything... Um, his ultimate isn't too strong in such a way that it just feels like, wow, he can get behind us and kill us all in one hit. But then he, um, you know, from playing him today, against him today, he did get a really nice play of the game. Um, and then the last one is Diva. She's got a lot of potential uh, for some nice strategies because she can switch between her mech and her... Uh, I guess I would call it zero suit form. Mm. Zero suit Samus. Um, I want that as a skin so bad. Oh, it'll be so good. I'll pay money for that. I would too. <laughs> um, I would pay You know, Diva's a very nice character. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. I My favorite character has been Winston and Diva as another tank hasn't quite um sold me yet on like switching back and forth but i will be playing more diva uh to get to become more sure um but overall uh they're very they seem very balanced and they seem like they've got a lot of interesting tactics all three of them i just think may might become a little too overpowered we'll see Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I want to agree with you on two points. Uh, first one is, I agree. I think that it's really refreshing to see these heroes with new mechanics and just like all these like crazy ideas. And it it's um, yeah, it does like give me hope of like, oh okay, there are some really cool ideas that you know that Blizzard can come out with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also May. So she's freaking annoying right now, which uh, I agree with. Um, what bugs me the most about her is that her play is um, her play is all about slowing down the game. I mean, clearly she's ice, but like she with the wall, it, it kind of ruins your mobility and shooting mm-hmm. people right away. She's, For both teams, yeah, yeah. both teams. Uh, she stalls with her little ice thing, uh, her ice defense. And yep. and she slows other people down, and freezes them, and it. Uh, Overwatch right now is being um, is being praised for its fast pace and for its you know chaoticness, mm-hmm. and it it is kind of like uh, an adrenaline killer to have this uh, ice person kind of just ruin the momentum, 
and so we'll we'll see how it goes maybe um blizzard and and pace has a different idea for how they want the pace but um for me I, i'm so far and i just played i think just one game with the new heroes but like i wasn't really too excited to play with or against a may so yeah I, I that's a really good point um every single hero is just I mean, even Reinhardt, who's got this shield, he walks slow and you've got to walk behind him. He still has, like, this dash forward mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, stunning move. And plus he's a tank, too. Um, but, yeah, most characters are about fast pace and May definitely slows the game down. And I think, um, yeah, that ice wall is just awful like you just <laughs> if you've got two maze in the game one on each team and you just see this ice wall everywhere it really does ruin the pace um mm-hmm. yeah so i mean now that you mentioned that uh i'm not too excited but uh, hopefully that there can be something in the future i mean i think that the ice wall is a little too useful like you can lock people in you can lock people out you can stand on top of the ice wall if you launched it under you Maybe they'll have to just like give it a little bit less health so that it doesn't delay the game too long. Mm. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say I haven't played against a May yet, but does her wall? Is it like a hard wall, or is it just like Reinhardt's shield type wall? It's hard. It's a hard wall. No, I don't think you can shoot through it for either team. You can't walk through it. You can't see through it. Yeah, you can't see. Through well, I mean, it. You is can it like a... it. Um, you can break you know it. How... Symmetra and Reinhardt both have attacks that go through barriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Has anyone sure. tried shooting through that? That's a good question. We'll have to test that out. I would think it would stop at the wall, to be honest. Because I just recently discovered that Reinhardt is infinitely much more useful once people figure out that his E is actually quite great. <laughs> yeah, his E is so strong. His little uh, projectile. Because I, that's where I started realizing Reinhardt might be the hard counter to Bastion that pro players are saying that makes Bastion are so useless. Because he can just run in, chuck that E straight at the Bastion, run back out into safety, and then go back in and chuck it through, and then both attacks will go through the shield. Yep. He can just and charge he, Bastion, too. That, too. So, <laughs> like, either, either way, like, Reinhardt goes through, and it's Symmetra. She can always just spam her charge shot, which goes through all shields. Yep. Yep. So, I don't know if anyone tried that on Maze Wall yet. If they go through. Well, we'll have to do our homework. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking, because that might counter me. And also I was thinking, I do remember watching her in gameplay. She didn't seem very fast. So I wonder if she's more of a like easier target for like sniper class characters. Yeah, she doesn't have the greatest range, so... Uh... Yeah, but hey, if you just see a sniper off in the distance, throw down a wall. <laughs> That is annoying. (laughs) I'll have to play against a May, see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to be a May, see how many (laughs) kills you get. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask so, Chris, we talked about the new characters. What do you like about some of the older characters that you played with so far? Um, I think. I think they're all really fun. Um, I've said this before, um, but I think Reaper, like characters like Reaper and most, actually most of the characters in the game are very, uh, very 
unique in their own way and very thematic, which I enjoy. Like, I love that Reaper has this shift walk, right? When you press shift, he, he goes into this wraith form and you see him, but he's invulnerable for three mm. seconds. Yeah. It is the scariest thing to be like a sniper. And you just <laughs> see like Reaper just wraith right in front of you. And then Reaper has two uh, like handheld shotguns. So he's like the close range master. So once he's in there, like you're dead. And I love that that fear that Reaper can um, can bring someone for just being right next to you. Like it, it's really really cool. I I think that Blizzard did a great job with uh, a lot of these heroes. Yeah, I'll just say Reaper definitely gives every player one of those. Where is he? Oh my gosh, he's right in here! Moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the uh, is it the gameplay trailer, the first one that they came out with? They've got, like, Reaper killing one of the characters from behind. And uh, it just seems like that's all Reaper does in whenever we play multiplayer. Yeah. Reapers yeah. are behind you. <laughs> yeah. Especially when he just sneaks in, like, you're defending a point, and also it's like, wait, is that Reaper? Oh, gosh, he's dropping the <laughs> ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the... And then just, I think he's the only character that literally tells everyone to die. <laughs> Well, he's a villain. <laughs> <laughs> villain that wears all black. Because he's black. <laughs> um, so, uh, Tim, do you have any final words for Overwatch? Uh, I think it's a great game. Um, you'll definitely just have to make a personal... Uh, judgment on whether it's worth yeah. it, but um, if you are into multiplayer shooters, it's absolutely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, we compare it to Team Fortress 2, but uh, it's just, it's just different. Um, it is. It there's is. a lot of potential here, uh, and like we're saying, I really love the. Uh, like the the world that they've created um so far it seems balanced it's so polished for just being in closed beta yeah um i'm excited to see what they have uh you know the where the thing to be wary of is what kind of models they continue with as far as payment goes um but uh i love winston winston's great <laughs> i like to He's got this alt. You just instantly get to a thousand HP. Uh, so if you've got like, I just like watch my bar as I'm entering the objective, and then as soon as I hit like fifty health, throw down the alt, slap everybody, yeah, get him out of there. He literally goes ape, like you know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, you <laughs> know. He's another one of those characters where. The moment you see the ulti activate, everyone just runs. Yeah. <laughs> or they just fly away. Because <laughs> yeah. he slapped them away. <laughs> uh, I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah, some of these are just uh, just really quick. These ults, like McCree's got high noon. Uh, um, Never high noon. It, it's funny to like see these characters who they throw down their ult and then you kill them right away. Yeah, like, yeah. It's high <laughs> noon. <Ugh. laughs> Yeah, oh Same my gosh. Dude, Pharaoh's uh, my favorite. So there's this uh, flying, rocket launching, shooting uh, character called Pharaoh. And when she ults, she goes, Justice reigns from above. 
But if you kill her in the middle of it, she goes, Justice rains from <laughs> like it's so great. Like sound design, like good job. It was it's so funny every time. Yeah, it gets a kick out of us every time. <laughs> yeah. Or just the most satisfying sound, just or just sight, just seeing her fall out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> and and now you've got um Diva who has the ability to like intercept every single um a projectile so you've got Pharaoh <laughs> using her ult and then Diva just uses her regular like defensive move and it blocks all of it. It's a little sad for Pharaoh, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um yes, uh Jeremy, what do you think of uh any final thoughts for Overwatch? Uh I agree. I really enjoy the game. I do endorse it. I will more than likely buy it. Yep. I'm definitely probably going to put in my base order pre-order sometime soon. I'll drop the $40 for it. Um, like Tim said, do be wary about how the game's going to expand or the payment model. But overall, it's just a super fun game. Um, and again, the comparison to TF2 is there, but it's they did a very good job of distancing themselves from TF2. Yep. It's, it's not You're not playing TF2, and you're not playing Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're not playing a MOBA, so I don't. That's the thing I think where Blizzard's a little confused is they don't know what this game is yet, but it's something. That, it's something that can be great. Yeah. So it's a new kind of a new mix. Yeah, so it's something I think will be enjoying, enjoyable. So I want to enjoy it. Um, so far, I am in the beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just kind of be interested to see like as we play the closed beta, and as you can get closer and closer to launch, and how they keep adding a little more bits and parts of like what the full game might look like. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Also, the other thing I was thinking about just now is when they implement some sort of ranking system. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Certain characters, it's hard to just go based off hard data, what they do. Like, there's more intangibles related to them. Yeah. So. You, like, oh, go. that's a really good point. Just, uh, I know we're towards the end, but... Um, you can't see the stats of other players in your game yeah, uh, during yeah. the end. And it could just be because it's been closed beta, but uh, I've found that it's really nice. Uh, like, mm-hmm. if I do well, I can just kind of, like, feel good about that. Um, and if I don't do well, then at least, like, I don't feel like my teammates are going to berate me uh, for getting a little bit too many deaths. Yeah. 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 Or... Usually, the time they're berating you is usually because you're not contributing anything to the game. Yeah, that's usually the. I think that's the most I've seen people like getting angry is when they're like, people will be calling out certain characters. Where are they, or what the heck are they doing? Yeah, you have to like really be paying attention if you feel like your teammates not pulling their weight, and not just like look at the stats at the end because you can't. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of intangibles related to that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, that ties into kind of my final points with Overwatch is that um, is that it, it's really fun. Um, so far, we've the three of us have only been playing the beta, and so my concern with the game, um, besides the price modeling, is the longevity of the game. Uh, a lot of it is determined with um, you know competitive scene, ranking scene. Um, for sure, the actual game that comes out is going to have a lot more features than what we're offered right now. But um, it will be interesting to see what kind of, uh, you know, implementations they put into, um, like, the ranking system and how they want 
you to you know stay with the game and stuff so yeah we'll see how it goes but yeah. i'm excited i have good uh i have high hopes for blizzard it'll it'll be very interesting come spring 2016 yeah like for sure full game on display also i mean we didn't even talk about it but there's a new map coming out too oh we played on it oh you guys did yeah was it the uh hollywood level yeah yeah we played on it how it is good. it it's good it's good it it's wild super fun. like uh i think chris you mentioned there's like a lot of ways to sneak around mm-hmm. there's like there no are. zero choke points on that map <laughs> yeah the developers said that was one of their they wanted that to be quote-unquote their fun map yeah it, yep. i mean it looks fun it was like a tracer yeah. playground yeah it's so bright <laughs> and happy <laughs> I have another discussion just fully on level design about this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Watch podcast part two. Po- Overwatch part two. We can have uh, some of our other closed beta and Blizzard employees to, <laughs> to come join us. I don't know if we can have it, the Blizzard employee. <laughs> he might get, I mean, we can try to get him fired. And then maybe he'll be able to get on. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about it as a player. Maybe no NDA stuff. No, he said he yeah. can't. Oh, really? Yeah, he said he can't. As yeah. a player, he can't? Yeah, yeah he I... said they, he, Blizzard doesn't want employees to influence any people's experience of beta. Ooh. Can he yeah. play with us then? Or? He can play with us. He can, yeah. He just can't, you know, Talk speak about publicly it. about it. Yeah. I, okay. I think he just can't be like an official podcast environment. Yeah, especially if like he says something kind of, you know... Hinty. Maybe, yeah, or like if it's not good, like... You know, guys, I don't like the pay-to-play model too. And then all of a sudden, you've got like, yeah, Blizzard employee doesn't like Blizzard's paid model. You know, right? You don't want to hear anything like that. Especially with the skyrocketing popularity of my podcast, I can see that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're probably one of the few podcasts that talk about Overwatch right now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, true. Um, so uh, Tim, is there is there like a a way to follow you or watch you play games if you <laughs> so choose to? Oh, great question, Chris. Uh, I've been starting a Twitch stream. If you want to check me out, oh, no please way. follow me. Uh, my stream is called Tim Talks. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. No spaces. Tim Talks. Make sure it's an S. Uh, yeah, with an S. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Tim Talks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know... Hopefully, I am an entertaining Twitch streamer, and we also we play Overwatch on that stream. So yeah, yeah. Uh, if you check me out, then you can listen to all of us. And there's more than just us three uh, that play Overwatch. So yeah, My and uh, uh, you're Sim Chen. Yeah, you're uh, you're starting uh, Fallout Four, right? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be playing Fallout Four uh, soon. Uh, probably uh, maybe tonight and maybe tomorrow. Awesome, yeah, I'm, awesome. I'll try and make some highlights if you come to my stream a little bit late. But. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna check it out personally. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I will be there and I will be berating you the entire time. Oh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we should have a part two episode on Overwatch. Maybe um a little further down the line when. A little more gets revealed, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, for sure we'll we'll come back to Overwatch. Yeah, it'd be great to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tim, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming onto the show tonight. 
Well, thank you for having right. me. <laughs> get the sound off. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is uh, this is episode twenty-seven of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernot, and uh, for tonight, guys, we are out. Have a good night. Peace.